So, uh, yeah, so our next speaker is Kelly, who's, who's just moved across the country and, as I say, he's had a desk for two days, which is amazing. And uh, I was reading in through all the all the bios are on the Dragon um, Talks.info page, so you can read about everyone and all the links are there. But I was reading through it, and uh, one of the things that I, I loved was that Kelly said that it's the great awakening of the dragons, but it's actually the time when we remember. So they've they I mean, it's basically saying they've always been there, and we 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 the humans forgot. So I'm sure Kelly's going to share lots of amazing stuff with us. So uh, welcome, Kelly, and uh, I'm glad that your move went well. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> I made it here safely. <laughs> wow. Well, well, as always. Um, being allowed to come into a space of sharing with all of you about dragons is, um, to me, a very huge honor. And um, it's a great privilege because so much has been demonized about dragons in our culture, especially in America, um, but probably even around the world. Um, and you're right, uh, the dragon awakening to me is about us waking up to them and them to us and our relationship with them deepening um, because to me, um, uh, it's, it's, it's been a long time relationship because I've been in a, a deep communion with, um, a team of dragons for 25 years. But when I feel into it as a soul, I feel like my depth of relationship with the dragons is eternal. Like, um, I've had a, an eternity of knowing them and it's really, uh, true for me. So, and they've shown it to me. That's the most miraculous part um, is that I have experienced a continuum of expansion with working with dragons. And uh, that doesn't seem to ever, I'm sure that will not stop because that's what the light is. It's about wonder and amazement and everything in creation is always gonna be taking you into greater and greater wonder and discovery. And um, I was recently talking to someone uh, at a gathering here. Um, I arrived and hit the ground right into a, a big gathering of friends. And, um, and this gentleman was saying, well, you know, if you go into the higher dimensions where there's no duality, how do you, what makes you grow? <laughs> and I was trying to express it to him, but it came down to wonder and amazement. You know, um, the light is always gonna be enticing us to grow regardless of whether we're in a time of or a space of duality or not. And, um, and because of who I am, I guess, I have had that luxury of experience with my, within myself to be able to reach up into places where um, there is no, no duality and, and there's a great oneness there and a unification. Most of the time in my experience in my journey, um, I see people instantly going into that when they get into their heart when we get to the heart of who we truly genuinely are uh, from a place of awakened in ourselves um, most of us um, hunger and seek unity instinctively to me it's a natural instinct and to me that's also like resonant with nature so when we step into the natural world um, everything is reciprocal it's very reciprocity and our, our whole bodies are doing that. So today when I uh, was preparing to come and talk, you know, yes, I just moved from Colorado to Oregon. Um, I used to live in Oregon and I moved away four years ago to help care for a family member, my, my mother. Um, I, I took care of her for her last year of life. And um, that was a really remarkable experience. So um, I, like many of you, um, I have been on my own journey with the dragons. So I, I always share that my experience is my own and there's no one way. Um, the dragons are, are so multiplicit. There's multidimensional aspects of dragons. There's elements are everywhere. So the elemental beings to me, the thunder beings are part of life in every part of existence. So when they started taking me into my personal journey, um, I went through a massive awakening 30 years ago and left a career, um, took a seven year period of developing my new awakening gifts and uh, became a full time uh, healer and chose a path 
of ministry with my healing work because I wanted to be not limited by a system. And I chose to go into it from a place of being an active listener. In that process, I became, um, you know, my, it's really great. Um, Margaret, I, I became a, 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 an animal communicator. <laughs> Um, I've been working with champion horses for many, many years. Um, I do horse whispering um, and, and uh, I work with parrots and dogs and cats and, <laughs> and wild animals would come to me too. Um, <clears throat> in fact, one day I completed some work in my healing room and I stepped outside of my room and my client had just left and there was a deer in my meadow uh, gazing with me and I wound up helping her to take care of her sick baby and it was an amazing communication and a story that is, is really it's quite lengthy but I have so many stories from so many aspects of of working with animals plants um, the dragons the life around us so to me it's just I feel like um uh, I feel like a very wealthy woman um, to me, true wealth is about the light we collect, the love we hold, and what I have put into my bank account in my heart. So I have this big bank account, <laughs> and it's just so full, it wants to spill out all over all of you. <laughs> so I hope you're not going to feel too overwhelmed by what I'm going to share, but um, I'm going to be uh, continually giving because it's what my heart does. Um, so... I am an inner child healer, um, an um, ancestral healer. I work with the Akashic. And when my temple of light woke up in my body 30 years ago, um, I went into my own private university with my own healing abilities. It was a deep remembering that went back in time for me to angelic families and other dimensions way beyond the earth. And um, I became... Um, a, a deeply introspective person over time and began to develop an understanding of what it means to be whole. So for me, the dragons are all about the journey of wholeness and all about holding a truth for us that reflects something we all have access to within the light itself, which is, you know, we are all here with the same prime directive. You know, you're here to love and be loved. And, all, and that's to be to bless and to be blessed. And you can name that in all kinds of different ways, but it all resonates back into the same thing. You know, it's simple. It's love. And love is a very interesting word in our language, in our, our traditions. We oftentimes have a hard time understanding love because we don't have enough language about it. We have this word in our English language for it, love. <clears throat> But if you go to certain tribes, um, there's a tribe on the on the West Coast here, just south of me here uh, in Santa Cruz. And they teach a, a whole language around the word love. There's 13 different love relationships. And then there's three different levels to each one. So when you're in that tribe, you get to learn the languages of love. And when you understand the relationships of what love are, it changes the way you look at everything in your life. So a lot like a shamanic journey, which is what I think Kevin refers to in the dismemberment is that when I went into my shamanic awakening, I remember feeling like um, the earth had been pulled out from under my feet. <laughs> You know, you might relate to this, huh, Kevin? <laughs> like, like, wait a minute, where, who am I? Really? I thought I was this, not that. Oh my God, there's something else here. So for me, it was literally a shattering of my realities and not one, multiple realities. I had to like, look at things so differently because everything I had been taught didn't fit into this place my light was standing in anymore. So the journey that the dragons and the spiritual awakenings that I've gone through have been all like that. Um, and the dragons sync things up, as we've said, uh, the synchronicities are amazing. And I don't know if any of you are uh, on here caught my talk on Dragon Thunder, but I was the fifth speaker. Today's the fifth. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was, was in the shower getting ready for this morning. And I was like, Oh my God, it's the fifth again. 
<laughs> wait another five <laughs> but it's so interesting because for me fives are about the five pointed beings that we are you have your hands and your feet and your head we are fives and wholeness the map that i learned over the years relates to that we're all walking five still five pointed stars as humans so it's really amazing <laughs> to come into an understanding. And when I learned the whole journey to wholeness, working with my, my ancestors, um, I'm also, I'm Cherokee and Scottish and um, a little Choctaw, Apache, and probably a few other flags I could wave. But I consider myself to be a galactic human because of how multidimensionally I embrace all life. And the dragons of ascension and light um, is a story. Um, I taught a class after Dragon Thunder on Dragon Awakening, uh, and I decided to offer it again. So I'm offering it November 19th for any of you who want to come. Barbara came. She can give you all some reflections. <laughs> what did you think of my Dragon Awakening class, Barbara? <laughs> it, it was awesome. Even if you, I would say, even if you understand dragons, like it was different, completely different. So well worth it. So I thank you. <laughs> I shared at that class and I'll share even with you now because I have this long standing history with the dragons from a place of love and um, really humility. Um, I embrace them the way uh, they embrace me, which is um, with a total heart and an openness. And dragons aren't, have never controlled me and they have never taken me over. Um, I know that I'm, I'm merging into my own dragon energy in a greater way. And they've been showing me into my higher celestial body where my dragon sits up there. That's just, um, it looks a lot like a creamy golden white uh, dragon that has incredibly soft, sweet whispers. <laughs> and, and when it breathes on you, it, um, this dragon's breath um, sends shudders through your whole body and opens everything that's, it just is a cleaner. It's like, um, it's like having something gentle, loving, and the kindest energy you can imagine whisper on you with love so deeply that it, 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 um, it just changes you in a matter of seconds. So my experience with the dragons is so multi-tasked uh, and, and dimensional that um, I, I'm go, I go to the most incredible light fathoms of imagining with them to the most grounded reality like uh, yesterday I was uh, on Mount Shasta. So I'll come around to that. Um, yesterday on Mount Shasta, I was reuniting with a tribal elder who I haven't seen for many years, but when I would lead vision quests on Mount Shasta, the local tribes would um, lead a sweat lodge with my clans and call all the village elders from the tribe and let them know I was bringing people to sit on the holy, holy mountain. When you go up to sit on the mountain, um, you're really in an open space to commune with the, with the source. And it's not about anybody, but you and your source to self-connection, which is the beauty of, of, um, of taking time in nature and going on journeys. So um, I'm really excited to hear Kevin's going up to Peru. And um, you know, I have a long time relationship with the holies of the, the sacred land of Peru, even though I haven't physically been a lot of places on the earth, I go there with dragons all the time, uh, Machu Picchu and, and Lake Titicaca and the spaces between and above things. Uh, a lot of the holy cities and the holy mountains are generators, they're energy field holders for our atmosphere. There's a lot more to the earth than what a lot of us realize. And when I began to work with dragons, it was a prophetic journey of really learning how to understand the nature of an elemental that had gotten, um, in my journey with it, uh, had gotten trapped here and needed help. So I was a dragon hunter and I was doing an amazing uh, job um, fulfilling my own promise to them. And promises are prophecies. They're the things we come back to fulfill. And I know we're all here doing that. You wouldn't be here 
if you weren't here to fulfill your promise of, of being yourself here. So it's real simple. Uh, it doesn't have to be complicated. Sometimes we make it big stuff, but it isn't. It can be the smallest little thing. And um, sometimes the little things are the most potent ones. So I, I honor everybody's road path of wherever you are in your journey. And the dragons taught me to look at things spherically because we all have stories about them. We have different realities with them. We have different dimensional experiences with them. So I always preface, you know, my sharing with, you know, think spherically. There's always a place for the differences we have to have a place to go. You know, when we see it differently or when we experience it differently, that doesn't make it wrong. And in our humanness, we're so quick to make each other wrong. So what I like to do is open the heart and invite us to see our, our, and honor each other, even in our differences, and to listen from a different kind of space and place. And the dragons have really helped me to learn to appreciate the need to do that um, as a fellow human being to you all, and as a brother, sister, a relationship that we carry as one humanity, um, sharing this great big blue marble we're hurling through space on. <laughs> the dragons like to tell me all the time you know the the earth it's not still <laughs> it's moving and I'm like yeah <laughs> but I know we need to get still a little bit in our own deep place of listening and communing and they said well yeah but you're still moving <laughs> and you know <laughs> They've, they've allowed me to have some, some very expanded ideas about what's happening. So back to Mount Shasta. I went to reunite with Walking Eagle, who's Kirok, and um, he turned 72 today. So they brought 72 rock people into the sweat lodge. And I don't know how many of you have been in sweat lodges before, but that's a hot lodge. <laughs> 72 rocks is a lot of heat. <laughs> It was also the biggest sweat lodge I've ever been in. It was big enough that there was probably 75 people in there and we could stand up in it. And I've never done sweating standing up before. I've always been sitting in a sweat lodge. So this was like, it was a remarkable, interesting experience. But on the way home, I had these uh, amazing dragons in the sky and I took two pictures. I, I brought them here. Let me see if I can share my screen. Mm -hmm. host can I share my screen maybe you can help me do that I don't know if I can or not Let's see if we can make that happen yeah I'll make you a host should see a green button that says share screen on the bottom right yeah. near the mute yeah, I know where your it is. Your co-host now, you should be able to share. Okay, great. So I'm going to hit share and I'm going to bring this first picture up here. So I was traveling back from Shasta and these images were up. So this is a dragon head. This is a dragon head and this is an angel. And it's like, you can see that there's like an angel here with a hand and it's touching the face of the dragon. So I'm driving back from this deep ceremony and I look up and I'm like driving and taking a picture with my phone. <laughs> and luckily I had my phone on a little jack that could hold it. And I was able to capture this one. And it was just amazing. So I, I had to share it with you all. Then this one was the other one. Just as I left Mount Shasta, this little pink sky dragon was up in the air and right next to it was another dragon head a little one right here and it almost looked like a sea dragon this one looks like a the way you would see a seahorse's head and um i have a deep relationship with the water of life that goes way beyond the earth and i'm going to share a little bit about that with you all but these are the pictures i took on the way home from Mount Shasta yesterday. <laughs> All right, so in that. And I'll be happy to share those. Um, let's see, how do I end it? Ooh. 
Huh. Well, it's not letting me stop sharing. Wait a minute. Maybe I just need this. Okay. Did you guys see that? Yeah, we, we saw it. We can see them. Okay. Have you got a stop share button anywhere? Yeah, I'm looking for that. For some reason, let me do that. On top where it says view options, maybe? Where does it say that? I'm, I'm having oh. trouble finding the stop share button. It says... Um... Top middle, it says view options. Oh. Hmm. Uh, like all the way up top. Oh, got it. Got it. <laughs> okay. Took me a minute. Found it. Yoo-hoo. All right. It's a little red button <laughs> next to the little green button. So, you know. <laughs> so, um, there's a big dragon that lives here up on the highway, uh, Highway 66, going between Kalamath Falls and the southern part of Ashland, Oregon, where I am. This dragon takes up three hillsides, and I, I share about it in the class I'm going to be teaching on the 19th. Um, I'll share those images with you if you come. So um, one of the stories I carry is this interspecies galactic communion with dragons. What I was doing in my journey with the dragons was helping to get a species of dragons back to their home world. Because there are multiple dimensions of dragons, sometimes dragons through events have come into places where they don't belong. And this happened to happen to our world at the fall of humanity, at one of the falls. There's been more than one fall. So I, for some reason, was involved with that, partly because I was here at the time when it fell and I was involved with it then, and it carried over for lifetimes into now. About eight years ago, I went to New Zealand to finish some of that work and a massive dragon awakening happening on the earth, which was when the actual dragon elementals that were on the earth here in this dimension uh, were ready to be awakened again because they had been sleeping. Um, and even the Lakota elders and the, the native elders knew they were like, oh, you know, the elementals are sleeping, but we can't remember why. Um, we had gotten confirmation from them, you know, and this was even before I remembered what, what was going on, but the dragons would awaken things in my knowledge bank, um, when it had meaning and purpose and when I needed to know. So I wasn't always going around trying to figure things out. I was just waiting for things to dawn. And, um, on the journey of being in the relationship with life, you just open and take each step, follow what's in front of you, try to stay grounded, keep yourself balanced, work on you. You know, it's <laughs> the story of all of our lives as humans. We're here working on ourselves, right? So every time I would turn a corner, there would be some new aspect or new part of what the dragons were teaching me about. And this interspecies work was amazing because at that time, um, seven, eight years ago, yeah, eight years ago now, and when we were down in New Zealand, this uh, door was about to open the following year for the earth itself. And we were being shown that the creators of this universe were taking a piece of their creation, which was for us a whole group of galaxies that were going through an evolutionary journey together. And that actually ignited a wave of light language on the earth like we have never seen and at that point that energy grounded into the earth in such a special way part of it was that the these galaxies that went through this door space and time that went through the gate together where all these different species of beings lived and began to share knowledge and information with each other through light language and the dragons, uh, along with some of the other families of light that I'm part of and angels, put the term light language into the earth heart. When the universe wants to give everyone here something, it'll go into the earth heart. From the earth heart, we all receive it. And those of us that are ready for whatever's coming up from there can take it in. 
we're always in choice with ourselves because we have our free wills. And in our free will, we have the willingness to say yes and no to whatever's coming up. When something doesn't feel good, you just let it go. When it does feel good, you take it in. And so we learn to work with our inner beacons instinctively. You know, our, our feeling of when it's good and warm, we're open. When it doesn't, we contract. Those are your inner body beacons. And um, so we learn how to understand our beacons through our life and through working with ourselves. So the more self-aware you are, uh, the better off you are. Your greatest power in life and the one that you have the most control over is you. <laughs> Yourself to source connection. It's like the beauty of everything that's good is right here. So I always say try, stay true to your heart. Listen to your heart. Don't listen to me. Listen to yourself to source connection and, um, you know, talk to things directly, not just dragons. Talk to your angels. We're surrounded by realm dwellers. There are so many different types of beings here on the earth that share life with us. But when that gate opened and light language was put into the heart, it was about all of these galaxies, these um, 22 galaxies, I think is the number that I was shown. Some of you might know differently, but that was what I was given. And 22 galaxies of species began to communicate. And I was told by the dragons that those multidimensional species of people and beings and different types of, of, of terrestrials um, and extraterrestrials and realm dwellers were all um, intertwined in incarnating with each other. And so a lot of us are speaking languages that could be from our brothers and sisters on a, on, you know, on the galactic, um, you know, thread on that 22. So you could like, oh, that's coming from number four. And that one's coming from eight. And that one's coming from 15. And whoa, that one's way up here. So <laughs> you can kind of play with it. But you imagine how many galaxies are in our Milky Way. Okay. There's millions and billions. So when we talk about a, a galaxy, 22 of them, we're talking about billions and billions of species. And there's so much being said and spoken. And what I noticed after that awakening happened was all of these people started speaking light language all over the place. And I mean, at least eight groups are on Facebook now that are just about speaking in uh, codes. The Keepers of the Code was a great one. They took off a lot of the beautiful groups that started speaking and sharing light language around the world just have gone off. And I've been drawing light language myself. And I have a Facebook light language page called light language dash art. And where I just freely share. Um, I offer some gifts for fees. If you want to do a special reading with me or custom light language, I take your birth information and I do um, an expanded reading with Zoom where we record it and I sing your light language to you. And that's really amazing. So um, I've just started offering those. But it's really a lot of fun because when you take your dragon energy and the elements and the angels and the guardians and your guides and your team of allies and the spirits that are with you, and we go into the circle together and into the temple of light, um, there's no limitation to where we might be taken. And oftentimes we get taken way beyond where most people see themselves. Working with the teams of light that I am in um, communion with, there's a lot of places where you can be taken that might expand you or may take, may take you into a deeper place of healing than you've reached before. And I don't make promises. <laughs> I open the door and invite you in. And when we go into that place together, there's always um, an opportunity for you to have your own authentic, true, genuine experience for yourself. And it's not about measuring things or setting up expectations. So I'm careful because I know that some of you are new to dragons, even new to letting yourself speak and feel the energy of them. Um, they're big. Some of them are also tiny. So um, dragons can be big and small. The fairies, I mean, think about this. We talk about our elemental connection as humans, that we have personal dragon elemental energies. And some of us have teams, like I have teams of dragons that I work with. And I sit on dragon councils in the higher dimensions. But those aren't flags I'm waving. I'm saying we all have these different dynamic relationships with them. And some of you may have greater relationships than others, but they're all still your own personal connection. And we think about that personal connection and we're talking about identifying ourselves with our dragons, but think about this. 
everything has an elemental connection. So fairies, <laughs> other species, uh, angels have connections to elementals. Um, there are angelic dragons. And some of them are very, like when I talk about the celestial dragon of mine, it's like very heavenly. Um, it is truly a heavenly dragon. It does not touch the ground. That dragon lives in the air. And um, there's an amazing place in space for all of these dragons to exist that go way beyond our, our consciousness of imagining. And, um, and sometimes way beyond any thought you could have ever imagined having. And I think for me, the overall journey I've had with the dragons for, for the whole time I've been involved with them has been a continuum of that. <laughs> a constant expanding of myself to take in beyond any place I ever imagined being. And I certainly never imagined that when I would come out um, as a published author and begin to speak, it would be about dragons. <laughs> Not in a million years did I think I would be here with all of you. And yet it's like so perfect and so beautiful that this is where it is. And that this is what's happening. And I'm so incredibly grateful to you, um, Kevin, for your big giant heart and for your willingness and for your listening, because you heard it and you answered the call and then you acted on it. And that was just absolutely beautiful. So um, I'm in deep gratitude, deep bow, deep appreciation for the love you're holding for all of us coming together and the way in which you're holding it. Um, it's really, really, really precious. And I'm so uh, grateful, uh, you know, to be like one among you, <laughs> to be one of you, to one with you. Um, it's absolutely um, the most precious thing. Um, the dragons have always taught me to be very all-embracing, um, to see that we are all the children of the light, that we all have a source to self-connection, that we're all living flames from the flames of light. Um, there are a lot of us who are part of the original family there that are in this universe that are communing on the earth right now. Um, I consider myself to be part of that family. And there's a tremendous amount of completion work that many of us are doing with this universe to help this universe to grow. The universe is actually growing and there is a great purge happening on the earth right now related to shadow. Um, so Larry, when you were sharing earlier, um, that cleansing that someone else mentioned, I didn't catch your name. I'm sorry, but, um, the woman who came on and mentioned how Larry's channeling was clearing, uh, sharing in light language was cleansing the earth. I totally resonated with that. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was deep. <laughs> and, um, I commune with a lot of healers around the world, um, I don't openly share this very often, but I have some private groups that I get together with um, for the purpose of, of healing and singing and sharing um, light for this universe and wherever we're sent. Um, I've been doing transformation work with reptilians, uh, lower world dragons, getting the interspecies moved to the right place, working with galactic uh, families of light that are coming into the earth, sometimes working with galactic agreements with those that are, are called ambassadors. Um, I do a lot of work with soul carrying. Um, many of you might not know what that means, but um, it's, very, it's a very elevated uh, higher light um, principle where um, certain beings carry souls to be incarnated places. They call us the mother of souls. So some of us are here to bring greater lights into position to be reincarnated. So some of us are doing that work. Some of you may be doing that work. Some of you may feel a piece or a thread of what I'm talking about landing in you right now in a way that never has by anyone on earth. Because a lot of people don't understand these things. When it's happening with you, you've never had a place to put it or anyone you could tell about it or talk to about it. So when I have gone into sharing on the higher levels, working with the multi-galactic aspects of life, um, it's, it's oftentimes because there are things that are ready to be shared. So that one just came out of my mouth for a reason for somebody here. But I want you to understand, a lot of us are here doing very deep work to help this whole experience to happen in greater ways. And it's all about raising the love. 
right? Coming into greater and greater love and to share greater love with each other and to understand that our dragons are here to help with that. When uh, the dragons that were asleep woke up, part of why they go into such a higher frequency and are considered to be ascended is because they were left sleeping in their actual bodies down here. When I mentioned that dragon on the highway up here, that dragon looks like a great big giant falcor dragon from this never ending story with his eyes closed. He has big horn on the top of his nose and you can see his humps and he, he covers three hillsides and you can see this little hook that is his tail. <laughs> it's an amazing picture. Barbara saw it when I shared my class. So <laughs> he was a big dragon. But they're sleeping giants. So you'll find dragon bodies that are stone that are like, they look like they're sleeping. And when those dragons were meant to be awakened, uh, did not take place fast enough, a lot of their bodies began to erode. And so the divine forces that are took them into ascension. So when they went through a great awakening here, they came down as big shafts of light and etheric energy so there's a massive amount of spiritual awake dragons on the earth with us all over 150 million of them on the earth that woke up that were connected and seated in various places on the earth they are all holding elemental jobs and a big part of that sprang into storms because they're like, oh, nobody's been sweeping. <laughs> Got to get my chore done. And so they go instinctively into a frenzy of cleaning and rebalancing energy. So we've had firestorms and water storms and hurricanes and incredible storms. And they told me it was going to happen for about five or six, maybe seven years of cleansing. And then it was going to calm down. In the next year, we should actually see it starting to kind of back down and calm. But it's been intense. And as you all know, it's been deadly <laughs> for some people. Those storms have been incredibly dangerous. Um, and in fact, three years ago, one brushed through Southern Oregon. I don't know if you know, but there was a massive firestorm here. And uh, my own grandchildren lost their home and lots of my friends lost their homes here. So they're rebuilding. <laughs> they're still rebuilding the town. <laughs> so it's been a it's been intense. And you know, we all know what happened in Hawaii recently in Maui. It was a really unexpected storm. But um, I got a picture of a dragon there uh, the day of the fires. And uh, it was actually a news reporter was talking about uh, the fires. And I did a double take and I saw a dragon in the smoke. And I was able to stop the video on YouTube and uh, I photographed it. And uh, that dragon was amazing. And um, what was really interesting about that dragon's head is it was sitting in a position looking down at what looked like a temple. And it was communing with the temple of light that was actually right there with the Hohunas, the old Maui people, the ancestors there. And so the, the energy and the light that was there was sitting right in front of the dragon being spoken to at that moment. And um, so that was a profound picture. So I'll share that with you all later. I feel like, um, yeah, I wanna give you something before I stop talking. <laughs> From the dragons themselves in my circle, if you're willing to receive, yeah? Yeah? So, um, uh, yeah, I'm going to open it up for my team to come in and give you some love, all right? Uh, I don't know where it's going to take you. I have no expectations, and I'm not going to plan any thoughts. What I'm going to say is I'm going to sing to you and let the dragons take you where they want to take you <laughs> and allow yourself to receive what it is you want and need in this moment. Open your heart and um, yeah, enjoy this. I hope this feels good for you. All right, here we go. So I invite you to in your heart, drop into your hearts. Close your eyes if you feel more comfortable doing so, just to get more in yourself.
Uskipina, Atikiana, a Katoshkoski, Miana, a Waychiki, me, a Waychis, he sees. Miana Kato Uskolai, Miana Kata Alai, Miakoya, happy and a Katoshkosk. Amia Achushkis, Gamana, Ata, a Piana Kata Ato, Hamia Ato Ushke, Aina Kata Ayadana, Alayadana, Waychki, Miana Katoshko, Emiana Kata Ashko, Hey, Atatashko, Ko. Epianakata Ashko, Emianakatushkiski, Emianakata Okoto, Emiana Ariana Kata Ashko, Eranana, Emina Oto, Piana Kata, Eskenano Koto, Piana, Eskia Penana Akatianana, Epiana Kata Ashkoski, Emiana Atashko, Eranakato, Apiana Kata May we see greater peace on our earth and greater love happening in all hearts. And may we see our brothers and sisters all finding their way to their paths and knowing who they are and the great awakening happening for this earth, for the well-being of this planet and everything else beyond. Aho, ashe, so be it. Amen. All okay. <laughs> Woo. How'd it feel? Was that some love? <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was beautiful. And from my heart was flying out a lots of butterflies. In the most beautiful purple colors. It was beautiful. Thank you so much. I really my, touched. Uh, my, thank you. My my angelic family closest to me here on the earth are the butterfly people. Yeah. Uh, they're from Venus. Yeah. They're from Venus. Yeah. 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 Great. Oh Whoa. my God, Kelly. That, I just have to say really quickly, I literally just wrote down about sending the butterfly codes to Hawaii and got butterfly people. Um, and I'm one of them too. So it's just like all, like I literally got an image real quick of you and I standing in a circle and being surrounded by the Sophia dragon circling around us. And then, um, and then the next image, and that was a while. We were like in that space for a while. And then, uh, and then the next was in the water with the water dragons as mermaids. Mm. So, and mm. then I, and then I got send Lemurian codes to Hawaii send the butterfly mm. dragons to Hawaii. Mm. So we get all the butterfly people and then the butterfly dragons. And I, I, I don't know a lot about them, but I just know that there's some kind of connection between the butterfly beings and the butterfly dragons. Do you know anything about mm. that? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the butterfly people, um, um, live in the etheric realm around Venus and they also exist throughout the, the universe. They live around every planet. They're part of the realm dweller family of communion. So you can be from the butterfly people from different planets, different systems, different dimensions. Like I met a sister who was connected to them and she's like from Pluto. <laughs> so way over there, but we're <laughs> deeply connected and um, they have a little bit of a hive minded consciousness that they share. But the interesting thing about the butterfly people is they can turn that on and off. It's a very unique thing. They can actually switch on when they want to share everything with each other and they can switch off when they don't because they can be their individual energy and they only share what's most frequency available and beneficial. So they're very conscious about what they share in the hive. And so it's very interesting that they have that power and that awareness. Um, so they're very purposeful and they're extremely elevated as species, uh, highly evolved angels. 
<laughs> and beautiful and they live throughout this and they're they're they do exist beyond this universe um but um but i'm just speaking to them right now from this place and i've had a lot of uh, images of dragons with butterfly wings and it's really funny because um uh, I always see rainbows and I'm always like connecting to them with rainbows because they are all the rays and all the frequencies. Um, they taught me there are nine frequencies of humans on the earth and of families of light. And so most of us are all shopping to find our earth. And I mean that not in the literal sense. <laughs> I mean that strictly figuratively, folks. We're we're looking to find each other, and um, some of us carry all the rays, and and so the butterfly people are very like multi-rayed. They they carry all the nine frequencies. So those of us who do that oftentimes find that um, we can be relatable to a lot of different people because of that. So I wouldn't be surprised if most all of us are are very connected to that. Um, here. <laughs> so, because you all are so special <laughs> and everyone's very special. So are your gifts. It's so beautiful. Thank you for uh, letting me share with your hearts and uh, being willing to receive from my heart to yours. Um, I am offering a, a class, another Dragon Awakening class. It's two hours. It's on my website, which is lovewisdompower.com. I'll put it in a, a link for it. But another thing I'm doing right now that I've landed is I'm finishing up an out, a, a course for Dragon Temple Light journey, journey. So I wanna take a group of you on a very special experience with me that I haven't done with anyone. This is uh, gonna be bending time and moving from temple to temple with dragon riding. Uh, literally going on our dragons together into these very high elevated temples. This is not for beginners. This is for people who are ready to do very deep, expansive work with themselves. Because when we enter these temples, a great deal of expanded remembering happens within yourself. Um, I'm very purposeful about when I do this, who I'm doing it with, and what we're doing. The dragons are guiding it. If you're guided to do this with me, trust me, it's because you're supposed to be there. This is the kind of thing that will happen. It'll be like you are, you're one of us and you're supposed to be in this journey. So I'm not talking about beginners from a place of whether you just met your dragon or not. I'm talking about your soul. All of you um, have to measure for yourselves, you know, where you're at with your soul light. You can be ancient. <laughs> you can be millions of years old and, and just feel like you're beginning to do something here. That doesn't mean you're a beginner. It means you're an old soul. You just haven't remembered much yet. So I'm just saying, if you're here and you feel called to do that journey with me, um, I want you to really trust yourself in it because that calling is just the same thing like when we listen to the dragons and they tell us to do this. So the dragons are asking me to do journey work with all of you and to offer it. So I'm putting together a seven week journey temple of light uh, experience that we are going to take. Um, I originally thought about naming the number of temples we were gonna go to, but the dragon said, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't limit it <laughs> because when the group comes together, it's gonna. <laughs> so I was like, okay. <laughs> So they've already told me to, to stay more expanded in my thinking about it. So I'm just wrapping up the dates and I'm about to launch that in the next week. So be looking for my website uh, in the coming week to, to see that posted. And if it feels like something you want to be part of, you'll have time because it's going to start in December. You'll have time for the rest of the month to get to get signed up and feel into it. Okay. But um, I'm ready to offer it. And I'm super excited about doing this. I also know that um, I meant to travel and go places. So what you shared, Dina, about seeing us standing in water. Um, I, I'm an initiated water mother, um, tribally. I've been initiated by four different shamans. I've studied with four different tribes. I've been adopted by them all. Um, I'm adoptable. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> you can adopt me if you want me. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, my point is that um, I have multiple uh, mer bodies in the higher dimensions. And I mentioned something about water earlier to you all. Water is, um, oh, it's just like clouds, okay? There is so much more for us to understand about the power of that element. Um, and yes, <laughs> Dina's picture. Um, the water dragons um, and the water elements um, to me are uh, now multidimensional uh, gates and passages because I can move through, uh, I can move through things, <laughs> through time and space, through water and through a water world. There's an actual place in the multiverse that is complete, and there's more than one of these. Um, but there's one of the higher dimensions that sits just below the celestial family of light, which is the source, that is the actual water that creates all oceans in all places in all dimensions. So um, I've entered into a remembering in that place, and it's extremely expansive for me. And it's a part of what has opened the gateway for me to do this you know, expanded higher temple Jerry work, because um, um, I'm, I'm a supreme negotiator when it comes to moving through time and space with dragons now, um, thanks to them and what they've helped me to remember. And um, I, I now am at a level where I can hold a group in that and take people with me. I've been doing it kind of one-on-one, -on -one, but I'm, I'm being told it's time to expand it into this, the greater circle and to bring a group with me to do traveling together and reflecting with each other because we will remember more in the sharing. Our unique experiences are so valuable, you all. And that's why the Margaret sharing her story before me was so precious. Whenever we share our stories of experience with each other, we give each other so many um, clues, pieces, and affirmations not always just about that person sharing, but about what we have in relationship to each other that is common. Like I'm a water tiger, by the way. <laughs> and I keep white tiger pictures with me everywhere I go. <laughs> and they always have blue eyes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> so um, yeah, there's just so much more. I could talk for hours. I could keep you guys here for a week. <laughs> but I probably need to stop, huh, Kev? <laughs> well, you can, you can come, I, back, I, come back again, can't you? We've, you know, we've got more dates, so the timing of this was so precious, and it was so great. I was like thinking, I'm moving. I'm going to be getting settled. I'm going to be like opening the door to do more sharing. And I wrote to Kevin, "Hey," and he goes, "Hey, I've got an opening." <laughs> I'm like, great, the week after I arrive. Okay, huh. <laughs> hey, I have a question for you. Um, yeah. I was so excited you talking about doing this journey. Did that include the Mount Shasta vision quest or is that separate thing? <laughs> oh, the actual vision quest that I'm going to be teaching this summer is a physical one right. where people can come to Shasta. Yeah. Uh, we're going to camp. It'll probably be a four-day camping journey, but I would plan for probably five to give yourself some time to between um, or after if you need it. But, um, but yeah, it's going to be a three-day vision quest on Mount Shasta. Uh, I'm going to lead it in two spaces on the mountain this year. My youngest son is training with me to co-lead the um, high altitude backpacking trip. It's going to be a two hour high altitude backpacking journey for anyone who feels fit and ready to do that. Um, I'm probably going to hold uh, the anchor in a lower part of the mountain with some people who can't do that. And I'm going to be seeing some people who have handicaps and uh, other gifts um, that may be coming that I want to support to the vision quest. They've never done it before, but they're ready and they're about very elevated souls. So I've decided to not let their handicaps stop me from teaching them. <laughs> if they feel called to come, I'm going to make it happen for them. So, um, so there's some really beautiful people that may be coming that are elders. Um, I'm an elder and I inherited my medicine wheel that I teach. 
from my own medicine teachers and my ancestors. The, the, that combination came together. I teach a medicine wheel of sevens. And um, I've been teaching with that wheel for many, many years. So it's a very precious actual medicine wheel that you will learn. And then um, the details about that journey aren't up yet uh, because we're still formulating dates and timing for it. Um, but it's gonna probably be in August this next summer. Sound Thank good, you. Sounds oh, like everyone. and one thing I will say, <laughs> that uh, that journey will um, the Temple Light class journey work still might involve Shasta. <laughs> that is probably a temple we could that, visit. So I know you might know, but I've literally said I signed up a while back. Because when you were talking about it the other day, I'm like, yes, I'm going to do it. I don't, you didn't even know the dates. I was like, yes, I have to be there. So um, whatever that happens. But yes, I, and like Kevin said, like sign me up now because I'm going to do that. <laughs> Yay. You're got, I'm putting you on a list. <laughs> yes, do. <laughs> okay. Awesome. And any of you who feel the call, let me know. And I'll, I'll make certain that you get in the loop for knowing when it's detailed out and I'll happily send it to you, any of you. Okay. Perfect. As soon, right. as, as, soon as you've got that link, just send it to me and I'll, I'll stick it all over all the, over the websites and in Dragon right. Thunder and let people know. So and I'm sure Beautiful. they'll be on the website checking you out anyway. So that was Thank a you. beautiful share. Thank you very much for your time and uh, for doing it after you just moved as well. <laughs> and uh, come on, everyone, send lots and lots of love to Kelly. I know you. I know you want to. Let's send yeah. her lots of love. Yeah. Thank you very much for that. But yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you to everyone. Thank you to to Larry, and to Dina, and to Margaret, and, and to, to Kelly. And uh, you guys make my job nice and easy. I just have to turn up, and you do all the wonderful talking and I just have to bumble in the middle, which is beautiful. <laughs> so it's beautiful to see everyone. And of course we're we're here every month and we're at the uh, dragontalks.info. So pop over and uh, check it out and see who's coming next. And uh, it often changes. Um, but if anyone else wants to come and talk, then please do.